High Five Gear is a proud sponsor of Above180.com. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Show your individuality and have your jersey tell your story. Online, you can order at www.high5gear.com today. Don't let fashion pass you by. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Thank you to all of our supporters and our fans. We appreciate it. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is David Rutherford. David is the president of Gold Cup Bowling Alley, which is in Warner Robins, Georgia. David, it's Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, David, I wanted to catch up with the proprietor down in Georgia. Now, you guys were given the order not too long ago by the governor that if you guys felt it was safe as bowling centers that you were able to reopen. So why don't you tell everyone where your centers are located and then how you chose to handle that uh, notice coming down from the governor. It, um, the notice caught us off guard a little bit. We were expecting another week or two before anything would start to open up. But um, whenever we said we could open up, we have one facility in one Robins. It's you know, a 50-lane center that's 47,000 square feet. That's a traditional center. It's not a FEC. And so we had the space and the ways to get in and out of the building and keep people distant. So we decided we'd work on getting that this facility opened up. Then we operate a center in Macon, Georgia, and one in Griffin, Georgia. And they just don't have the footprint that would allow us to make changes to our business model in order to actually operate and keep everybody safe. So we just came up with a plan to open up reservations only so people could call in. We had no walk-in traffic. Um, we spaced all our reservations, you know, at least 10 minutes apart from anybody else. We did two hours of bowling for immediate household families only is what we were asking people to do. So, you know, they actually didn't have to socially distance at that point. And, you know, we made it work. You know, we, di- we didn't have our arcade open, our snack bar open, our bar area is not open. All we did was we were available to serve drinks, you know, out to customers. We, and we could set those at a high top table and behind everybody. So we still were limiting as far as exposure between customers and employees. Everything was prepaid over the phone. So it worked out really well. And when you guys were shut down during that time, what did you guys do? What did you do at all your centers to, um, to get things ready for the reopen? Well, we were in the middle of doing floors and painting and things like that, but 
you know, there's really nothing that we could do to get ready for, you know, the new business model. We could think about different things that we could try, but we weren't sure as far as with the social distancing as to what we could do. So really I was doing a whole lot of reading the different stuff that the government was putting out on the different loans, on different things, making sure I was lined up with the bank as far as to have our application in as soon as possible with the SBA. And so we were able to successfully get through the PPP program so that our employees would get paid regardless of whether we were open or closed for the next eight weeks. And so David, can that, you, that took a lot of time. I can, I, I can imagine. I've been hearing stories, and I did a show not, uh, not too long ago with a, a pro shop operator who's running through the same, uh, same maze to get that all resolved. So are your centers down there, Are you? would you say you're more – are, are you geared towards league play? Are you more a recreational center? Can you explain that? And then who are the people, who are some of your customers that are going through the process of making these reservations and coming in as families in bowling? Most, our centers are traditionally league, you know, as far as making is league. Griffin is kind of half and half. The facility here is probably about 20% league, but they're still a very important part of our business. But there's no way with the guidelines in place that we could actually allow a league or a tournament or anything like that. We had to change the um, – cancel the youth state tournament we were supposed to host in May because there's no way you could get the you know participants, parents, and grandparents in here and do it safely at a distance. And what was your other question? No, it was it was mainly on, on, um, on that and then I guess – Oh, and then who – yeah, and then who is coming in? Yeah. We have some of your traditional as far as tournament bowlers, as far as just needing to get out and get some practice, league bowlers that just would like to come in and say hi, and, you know, they have their own balls and shoes. It makes it a lot simpler. We actually had some that drove up from Florida that, you know, just love bowling. That's, you know, that's what they do. And so they drove up and, you know, bowled on Saturday, had a hotel, came back, bowled on Sunday, and then drove back home. Jeez, how long did they? Was it like a four or five hour drive for them, or what? Where did they? Yeah, yeah, they came up from Ocala, and uh, and they were yeah. just um, just bowlers looking to get out of the house the way it sounds. Well, well, I mean, I, I, they're you know tournament bowlers as far as that are looking to practice that are wanting to you know you know maybe have an edge whenever all this gets resolved that they've actually you know been able to throw a few games in, here and there. When I say a few games, you know, we're talking about three hours at a time. <laughs> yeah. Now, will you say are, are these guidelines that you're these regulations that you guys are doing now? How long do you think that's gonna gonna keep up? Is that gonna be the the business model? I mean, are you thinking? Ha, have you had any thoughts as far as that? Well, as far as right now, as far as we actually are allowing walk-ins, so we just had um, a couple of our bowlers that come in every a couple times a week, and then um, they just came in. They drove up, so. They're coming down here to say hi to me now. <laughs> They've missed it. They've missed us for some reason. Well, that's uh, that's good. And then I guess there's been a lot of people bowling. I feel like over the last week has been um, been made the butt of a lot of jokes when the governor made this announcement. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that's politically motivated and the people not liking your governor down there, which put that aside, I could care less if you do or don't. But to um, what would you like to say to those people that are, are kind of – giving you guys a hard time and, and not you in general, but just bowling centers in general mm-hmm. in Georgia, a hard time for opening right. like you are. Right. Well, I mean, most centers did not open up, you know, we're, you know, 
we're doing everything safely as far as you got to give businesses a chance to make adjustments to their business model to go forward. I mean, otherwise we're all sitting, you know, closed indefinitely because somebody's got to take the first step as far as as to how we can improvise as far as, you know, bowling and, you know, social distancing and then go from there as far as what's the next step. Okay. Improve that, improve that to where we can get to the point where we can get as close to what we were before as we can. And would you say, I guess, um, have you received any direction or is there any thought regarding um, how are you guys handling house balls? That's one of the things I, I, I that was uh, that was made fun of quite a bit was everyone using the same house yeah. ball, which doesn't usually happen Dis- anyways. But how are you handling that? Right. Right. As far as just disinfecting, as far as whatever, anything that the customer touches in the in the area, as far as their it gets left out as far as the shoes, you know, anything else, you know, any drinks or whatever and disposable cups or whatever, it's just thrown away. But the bowling balls, everything is disinfected after each use. So before the next customer could possibly use it, we set aside a, a half hour in between any time that a lane could get reused. Well, we, we haven't really had to, to do that. I mean, as far as that we haven't had, you know, so many people coming in that we had to turn over a lane, you know, quickly or anything like that. So we've had plenty of time to disinfect, to wipe down, all the areas, you know, in that area, you know, we we're keeping a full pair of lanes in between any groups. Typically, there's at least three pairs. Let's just say the first two groups that come in, the closest will beat each other is 33 feet. Yeah, right. If we got to the point where we needed an extra set of lanes or an extra pair of lanes, then we would end up coming and dropping them, dropping a pair in between them, and they would still have 11 feet. But that minimizes the length of time that anybody would be, you know, close to anybody and 11 or 33 feet is not exactly close in all the guidelines. Yeah. What, what are you hearing from the other operators down there? You said a lot of the places chose to stay closed and are probably pl- getting their plans right. to reopen, but have you talked to anyone else and, and, uh, and talk, you know, just in different cities to see how, how the business is going for them if they have reopened or any plans as far as when other centers will be reopening? Right. I know the Bolero centers in Georgia, that they reopened and, you know, they didn't do great business, you know, obviously not what they're used to, but, you know, they did open and, you know, they were doing, you know, doing fine. And I did, I have not heard any complaints from anybody about any center in Georgia, you know, that did open, you know, I didn't hear of any horror story that, you know, that anything that anybody did wrong. And then, you know, if you're on the same lanes and you live in the same household and you're putting your, you know, and somebody is sharing a bowling ball, that's one thing. It's just, you know, but in between the different groups, yeah, we, everything is sanitized. Now, David, I'm sure you've, um, you've heard too, you mentioned some of the, the trials that you've been going through regarding keeping your staff on board. Talk about that a little bit and just the challenges you've, you've had to face there with, uh, you know, from these initial layoffs that you probably had at the time to bringing people back and how right. is your staff handling things? Right. Right. We had to lay everybody off, including myself as far as for a number of weeks. But then whenever the SBA came out, we had everything filed. Then the night before it was supposed to, the applications were accepted on that Friday on that late that Thursday night, they actually came out with a new application. So Friday morning, everybody's scrambling to redo 
a new application, which was pretty simple for me because I, you know, everything was done. My banker was ready and waiting, and so we got it through. And three or four days later, you know, they told us that you know they had the confirmation on ours, and so we were able to put everybody back on payroll. Well, I was torn as to whether you put people back on payroll or not because most of our employees, if they were eligible for benefits between state and federal, they're making a lot more money than what they were, you know, working for us. But we had a large, you know, number of people that weren't eligible for benefits. So they were getting absolutely nothing over that time period. You know, so I made the decision as far as that we needed to go ahead and support those that were getting nothing. And so we went ahead with the, the PPP program and, you know, and that's where we stand that, you know, the way I felt, I could pay people to sit at home for the same amount of what we were paying them before. Yes, it's less than what the government would pay them right now. But I was just, you know, otherwise, whenever we get back to, you know, if we would have waited three or four more weeks, people are used to getting that amount of money, and we wouldn't have an employee until August. Now, David, have you heard? Yeah, you know, when, fe- when the federal benefits, you know, ran out. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things I am hearing, too, from uh, restaurant uh restaurant owners as well and such that they're running into some of those same concerns now regarding the bowling industry and centers across the country this is going to hit them hard i have a feeling you have any thoughts i mean you have three centers i mean god willing i'm sure you're hoping to to bring back all all three of them but have you heard anything as far as down down in your neck of the woods what other proprietors are talking i mean i saw there's been at least a few centers that have said we can't open back up this is this this has just been too much of a loss Right. No, I mean, it, it, it absolutely is. I mean, you take out the end of the season as far as where the leagues are finishing up. I mean, it's still, you know, here traditionally a pretty strong part of the year. May, not so much, but, you know, we we had a tournament that was scheduled in that time frame too. So, yeah, that hurts. Um, but, yeah, so what centers can do going forward, I mean, unless these social distancing guidelines as far as if, if – once we're able to get beyond that to where we can have people a little bit closer together again, then I think you'll see the bowl, you know, more bowling centers, more restaurants, you know, open up. But I mean, that's like restaurants as far as, you know, being at 25 to 50% capacity, you know, can't really make money, not with having a full staff on. So what is your thought regarding fall leagues? I mean, that's, um, it's, you know, four, three, four months away, five months, depending on when, when they start. But, I know I did a show not too long ago with um, Chad Murphy and some of the guys down at USBC, and and there's mm-hmm. definite discussions regarding having a t- one team per pair sort of thing, which obviously then cuts down your teams, but does allow you guys to have leagues. Is have you guys uh, and your league coordinators have they started discussing fall plans, like uh, even yeah. even type worst case worst case scenario type things? Right. Well, I mean. We've discussed that as far as when we're looking at that, but we have a couple of large leagues that are, you know, cover over half the house. So we would actually have to stagger start times for them. You know, we'd have to have one at six and another one coming in at seven forty-five, and they actually be part of the same league. You know, because being one or one team on a pair should finish up league a lot faster. It's no longer two and a half, three, three and a half hours for some of them to bowl. It should cut that, you know, in half. So that is one thing to to look at. 
And then you mentioned the recreational side of things, like you're saying at your center there. How do you see that moving forward, and what what is your plan to keep? Because that is, you know, birthday parties, of the glow-in-the-dark bowling, that's mm-hmm. a big part of a lot of centers' uh, revenues. How are you right. uh, planning to yeah. move forward with that? At this point, I'm not sure. I mean, right now, we can only do it on a limited basis. So anything we can get is, you know, more than what we would have had. I mean, but once this eight-week window with uh, PPP is over, then we'll have to reevaluate, you know, and if the social distancing guidelines haven't, you know, come down somewhat and we're allowed to get back to, you know, more than 50% capacity with staff and everything, you you know, it may not be feasible to be open. You know, and I think that's where a lot of centers are looking at right now. And what are you hearing from your customers that have, um, you know, you said you had some come by to wish you well, but what what are you hearing from them as far as, what are their thoughts on this? Are they wanting to get chomping at the bit to get out there and bowl, or are they wanting to hold off until things are, you know, 100% safe and secure? Well, I, I think as far as that they want to get out and bowl, they see that it's safe. It's safer than going to the grocery store. It's safer than going to Lowe's or Home Depot or anything like that. You know, we have the space available to keep them distance from everybody else. So I think we'll be fine, you know, as far but. You know, right now, George is, you know, still sort of in a shelter in place for another couple of days. So I think people are adhering to those guidelines. And so you're not seeing as many people out as what you will in just a couple of days. Once people are allowed to, you know, come Friday, I think we're allowed to start having people, you know, groups of 10 or less again, so that they don't have to be the same household. And I think that's when we'll start to see little more traction as far as customers coming through the door. As most of the country does remain in this shelter in place, what a great time to check out BowlingThisMonth.com, Bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource all at your fingertips, BowlingThisMonth.com. They're putting out some great content, so do make sure you check all of that out. I'm seeing some awesome articles right now from Bill Semsrod and the crew, one titled 25 Common Bowling Errors, Part 1. Looks like a great piece I need to check out, actually. Also having your ball reviews down your left-hand side. So um, make sure a a lot of new releases coming out here uh, in the last month. So make sure you check out those as well. Again, everything at your fingertips. BowlingThisMonth.com. Bill and his crew do a great job regarding bowling and, and helping keep you up to shape, up to speed, and ready to go once all the lanes are open here. So, again, check out BowlingThisMonth.com. Also, H5GBrands.com. We have to look good when we're out there on the lanes. You know, the USBC Open Championship pushed back a little bit. Perfect. Gives you more time to get your team shirts ordered. Check out H5GBrands.com for those. Use promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order. Promo code ABOVE180. $20 off your order there. Thousands of designs, no hidden artwork fees. They walk you through the process. Very simple, very straightforward. I did this myself not too long ago. Great communication all the way through the process. Again, check out h5gbrands.com, another great small business here that we have to be supporting during these a very challenging times. So check them out. Again, h5gbrands.com. All right, David Rutherford, president of Gold Cup Bowling Alley down there in Warner Robins, Georgia. My final question for you is uh, talk to that person out there who uh, who 
who is uh, is on the fence about bowling and says, I don't know if I should if I should get out there and bowl, and I don't know if you guys should even be open. Frankly, talk to them for a minute. Yeah, just give give the businesses a chance. Give us give us a chance to adapt and show you that you know we can do this safely, and and that's what we're doing right now. And as other states reopen, you know they're going to be going through the same the same pains, and hopefully. We're learning a little bit as we go and make it better for everybody to see and not have that image of every butt of every joke as far as on late night, you know, be about bowling. Let it let it be about the hair salons and the, the nails for a little while instead of us. But but we're doing things right and most proprietors, you know, live in their businesses basically. So, you know, support them, give them a chance. They're do, they'll do the right thing. Well, ex- exactly, David. If you guys open too early and it harms your business, then you're going to have no customers. You know, so as as right. much as you probably want to open and, and other centers do as well, if if everyone does it quickly and and frankly foolishly, that's not good for anyone as well. Because then you know it's right. just gonna it's going to have the negative effect. So um, so I think people just need to right. keep, keep that in mind as well. Well, David. Rutherford, again, I want to thank you for being here today on the Above180.com podcast. And by all means, and I'm saying this to any proprietor who's listening, David, yourself as well. If you guys have any questions, have anything you need from me, any ways we can work together to help promote your centers and bowling, please reach out to me, Tim at Above180.com. We're all going to need to be in this together when it comes to uh, bowling. Once we are all given the all clear all across the United States and, and across the world. So just, um, again, reach out to me if anyone has any questions, anything that uh, maybe we can, we need to all work together in this. And and um, and I'm sure you feel the same way, David, even, you know, your competitors mm-hmm. down the street and down the state. You know, we still need to be working together because, um, if, you know, we need bowling alleys to survive during this. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we've been doing. We've been talking to proprietors all over the country for the last week about what's going on so it's it's definitely definitely a challenge but it's definitely something we can do